All right, how many is ready for the word of the Lord today? Let me hear you. Come on now. There you go. You know how it works. The, the, the louder you cheer, the better I preach. All right, you get me going now. I, I'm so excited to bring the word of the Lord to you today. It's so life-changing. It changes us. It transforms us. We're in the middle of this transformation series, and today I want to conclude the series. It's been something that we've had many people sharing how God is growing them. We've been taking our time looking at the word of the Lord, but while it talks about us transforming our life. And so today I want to conclude with the thought, how do I, how do I make my mind mind? How do I make my mind mind? Look at second Corinthians 10, five. It says we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. So we don't, we don't fight our battles the same way. He goes to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. Let's say this part together. We capture, one more time, we capture their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. Now, I shared this scripture with you a few weeks ago, and I want to dive a little more in depth to this thought about how do, how do we do that? How do we capture these thoughts if this is where transformation is taking place in our mind, we're seeing that we got to have rule over our mind. We have got to learn to be controllers of our mind. We got to learn to be the gatekeepers of our mind. I can't just let my mind go crazy. Otherwise, I'll have crazy thoughts. I can't let my mind just dwell on anything or I'll fall for anything. And so I got to be very strategic on how I guard my mind. And the Bible says throughout the New Testament, we find this scripture very clear about changing the way we think, changing what we allow our mind to have, and it brings transformation to my life. How many people will say, my thoughts often disobey me? Anyone here had that problem? I do. My thoughts will often disobey me. And it's kind of like, you know, just like when you want to teach your three-year-old to mind, it sounds good in principle, but it, it takes some strategy when you're learning to deal with a three-year-old. It takes strategy how to get them to mind. It takes discipline. It takes certain disciplines and things you go through. It's the same thing in our own life. We're no different that when we're trying to teach our mind how to obey and come under subjection to what God wants for our life, there's, there's certain strategies we can do, certain things we got to understand. Listen, do you ever find out when you, you wouldn't want to pray and, you, and maybe you want to take time and pray to God or take time to study his word that your mind wants to wonder the most during that time? Am I the only one that has that problem? I mean, I want to sit down. I got, man, I need to spend a little bit of time. I just got a few minutes here. I want to read God's word, put a few verses in, and all of a sudden my mind starts thinking about all the tasks I got to do today. Let me give you a little, little quick tip today. If, you're, if you have that problem like I do, Keep something by you where you can just write down things. So, like if you're studying the Word, and all of a sudden you remember, oh, i got to buy milk today because it's already expired and I'm going to have to get it before I come home. And so milk, 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 you know. And so instead of keeping that thing in your mind and worried about it, just write it down. Get milk on the way home. Well, the kids get out of one today instead of three o'clock. they got to score early. i got to remember that. i got to remember that. And so I write down. Pick up kids early. So my mind isn't constantly, because it seems like as soon as I sit down to pray to God or to read to God, the enemy knows that, and everything else is going to pop up. See, when it's time to ponder, my mind often wanders, right? Am I the only one that has this problem? And it's not by coincidence that that happens. It's because 
The enemy doesn't want us focused. He doesn't want us taking capture and taking ownership of our mind and making it obey. And so he's going to fight us on that. And we got to be smart and clear our mind and keep focused. I got to teach my mind to mind. So what's the pattern that the enemy uses? Let me tell you this. The, the enemy's been using the same patterns for years and years. Let's look at it. James 1, 14 and 15. But one, it's us, all of us. All of us are, are tempted by one's own desire. The devil made me do it. No, 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 no. It, it, it starts in my mind. My own evil desires. Being lured. Let's say that word together. Being lured. We'll come back to that. And enticed by it. Then when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And that sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. And so it's a process, okay? I can't wake up in the middle of death and say, how did I get here? I can't wake up in the middle of the pig span and say, how did I get here? It all started when I allow my mind to dwell where it shouldn't dwell. I allow my mind to camp thoughts it shouldn't have there. I allow my mind to keep thinking about things. Well, it's just thoughts. It won't hurt. As long as I don't act out on them, it's okay to allow myself to think about it. I can fantasize about it. I can think about how good it would be here. I can think about this. And, and what we got to understand is, no, that's where the enemy uses the bait to get me to fall for temptation. And so, listen, it's not wrong to be tempted. It's just wrong when I allow that temptation to stay in my mind. No, my job is to pull up my big boy pants and say, no, not today, devil. I understand what you're trying to do. You want me to fail in my marriage. You want me to fail in my, as my father or a mother. You want me to fail, God. You want me to hurt my testimony. You want me to do things that are going to destroy my life. And so I must end up, take captive those thoughts, and say, no, not today. Not today. I'm going to allow God to be the ruler of my mind. See, temptation is a process. It starts in the mind, and then it takes steps. And, and so we got to understand the tricks of the enemy. Let me give you how temptation works today. Write these down. Step one, it starts with a desire. Temptation starts with a desire. It starts in my mind. So we all have natural desires that God has given us. We have a natural desire to sleep. We have a natural desire to eat. We have a natural desire to drink. We have a natural desire to have sex. We have a natural desire to succeed. All those things are not bad because they're God-given. But they become destructive when I allow my mind to run away with these desires. And they get out of control. And then my life is out of control. See, Satan wants to take the natural desires I have. And he wants them to be out of control in my life. I can't live without this food. I can't live. This is the only way I get happy is we find ourselves, man, we're eating everything. We're finding comfort in this. No, I can find comfort in other things. Is food wrong? No. But when I allow it to be my comfort, it is. Is sex wrong? No. But outside of God's plan, it is. It's hurtful, destructive. So I got to understand what is, what is the trick of the enemy? Listen, you know, fire when it's contained, can warm your whole house. Fire, when it's contained, can warm up and cook your food, feed you, nurture you, keep you warm. But fire out of control will burn your house down. Fire's not wrong, but out of control, it'll burn your house down. The same way, we got to understand natural desires are not wrong, 
But when they're out of control and they're trying to rule me and me not be in charge of them, then my life is out of control. It'll burn my life away. It'll burn things I love away. Cause me much harm. So I got to understand, it all starts with a desire in the mind. Number two, write this down, doubt. See, temptation moves from desire and then it leads to doubt. Temptation makes us doubt. Does God really love me? Does God really value me? Temptation makes me doubt. Is there really a reason why I need to give my offerings? Temptation makes me doubt. God, is your plan really better than my plan? Temptation makes me doubt that God really sees me as a valuable person. That God loves me. And temptation brings all this doubt. Temptation doubts that God, your way is best. You know, I I can figure this out on my own. My plan is better. I, I know God's got a plan, but... You know, I know best was for my life. I even read, Oprah even told me that I can figure this out. And listen, I'm telling you, there's no plan better than God's plan. No one knows better than God knows best. God knows best, and it will save your life so much pain. It will save your life so much trouble, so much confusion, so much anxiety and fear, depression, all those things that come with living your life out of control. And when you capture those thoughts, take control of your life, give it back to the Lord as full control. See, listen, Satan has been using the same temptations for years and years and years and years. I mean, think about it. Go back to the Garden of Eden, the first temptation. Adam and Eve were created by God. They were allowed to live in this perfect garden where they could commune with God. They could walk with God. They could eat from all the, all the fruit and vegetables. They could eat all they wanted. It was there for them. They didn't have to work for it. I mean, think about it. They didn't have to work for it. It was given to them. They could walk in with God right there face to face. I mean, they were man and woman living naked with no children, and they messed it up. How do you mess that up? Come on. How do you mess that up? They had it so good. But the enemy comes to you. <laughs> Just keeping it real today, all right? All right. The enemy comes to you. Oh, God, God don't want you to be as smart as him. God's, God's afraid if you eat of that tree that you're going to be smarter than him. So he's trying to keep you back. And he's got a better, better way. You can even have, how, how much better are you going to have it, you know? They're living in the Garden of Eden, walking hand in hand with God. And the enemy tells them, oh, you can have it better. See, he's been using the same tricks over and over in our life. Oh, you, you, you just go after this person and you'll have a better relationship. You just go after this thing and your life will be more complete. You'll be more happy if you go this way. Don't, don't no, no, don't, don't go that. No, no. I know the Bible says that, but it's outdated. No, it doesn't work for your life today. All the lies the enemy tells us because the word of God is very clear. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It will never change. This plan does not expire. This plan will bring life to the fullest of your life. This God's plan will bring the most fruit in your life, the most happiness in your life, the most value in your life. Your life will be the most effective when you are putting God first. So the enemy wants me to doubt. I have desires and I doubt God's plan in my life. And then step number three happens. We go to deception stage. Now we're we're deceived. We're walking deceived. See, Satan always replaces the truth of God with lies. He always has a lie for us, right? 
Well, your life was better here. No, it wasn't. Your life would be better there. No, it wasn't. Your life, listen, Satan always replaces. Well, you can just stay home. You don't need the church. You can watch online. And that's okay when you need it. But if you can get the church, get the church. Because you need to be here. You need fellowship. You need to give of your life. You need to talk to people. You need to pray with people. You need to help people. You need to come together and, and make a worldwide difference. Because the world's bigger than your living room. And the world's bigger than your life. And God wants us to have a plan for our life. Look, look what James 1.14 says. We just looked at it a while ago. And I love this verse again. Let's go back to it. It says that we are tempted by our own desires, being what? Lured. Look at that word lured. Now, think about this. Where's that word, word lured remind you of? It's a fishing term, right? We use lures. Come on, man. Amen for the fisherman in the back. And I know this because his wife's a great fisherman. She's a great fisherman. <laughs> I always give him a hard time. Now, listen, we use different lures. You don't use the same lure to catch the same fish. A good fisherman knows, all right, for this, I'm going to use different bait to catch different kinds of fish. Some bait is going to smell. Some bait is going to be shite, going to be bright and shiny, right? You know, you know, some of us that way, right? Look, squirrel, squirrel, you know, it's shite and bright, and we chase after that. For some of us here, oh, that smells good, let's go. For some people, it's, I hear, I hear something different, you know, it's popping over here. It tracks different things. It's so the enemy is very clear that is trying to lure us. He's trying to use bait to entice us so that he can destroy our life. And where does that bait start at? Right here in my mind. And this is the question I have for you. Do you even know the bait that you fall for every time? Do you even know the bait the enemy uses? Because he uses different bait for me than he'll use for Joe. And he uses a different bait for Joe than he uses for Sue. Why? Because he uses the same bait over and over and over in our life. And first of all, you've got to identify, what, what is my bait? What do I continue to bite on? What's the thing I know? I know there's a hook, but yet I nibble at it all the time. I know there's a hook there, but I, I'm nibbling. And eventually I get hooked and go, I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah you did. You knew the hook was there. I didn't, I wasn't going to act out on it. It was just in my mind. I thought I had it under control. No, you didn't. You allowed it to take control of your mind. See, the more I let things stay in my mind, then the more I'll eventually take a step toward it. And then my walls come down toward it. And eventually I'm in a place of compromise I didn't think I needed to be because I allowed it to dwell in my mind. Am I preaching to you today? Come on, say amen if I am. All right. I know I'm not the only heathen in here that needs to hear this word. Okay. So what bait does Satan use on you? Okay. What bait does Satan use on you? You got to identify that. You got to know that. What is it? See, we've been giving this thing a free will. Disobedience leads to step number four. We go from desire, deception, desire, doubt, deception. Now we're into disobedience stage. Listen, what, what I flirt with is what I will fall for. What I flirt with, nibble at, is what I will fall for in my life. We have been given a free will. We've all been given a free will. 
You have a choice. Do you want to serve God or not? You have a choice. Do I want to surrender my life fully to Jesus or not? I'm so proud of all the candidates today we're going to baptize because they're making a decision to say, I'm ready to give Jesus my full life. What an awesome day. We've all been given a free will. But we're also all going to receive consequences of that free will. I'm not free of the consequences that come with my decisions. And so I can choose my own path. You're right. You have that right. God gave you that right to choose your own path. But you also have to choose the consequences that come along with that. Well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Listen, you, you know when you start flirting with that person at work for every day? I didn't know they were just a good ear to listen to me. My husband won't listen to me, and they were listening to me. Yeah, yeah you did. You know. You know. At some point, you know, this, this is not going to be turned out well. I'm staying in my mind because it, it goes, that conversation doesn't leave my mind. Now I'm thinking about it all day long at work. I'm at home, and I'm thinking about the conversation I'm going to have tomorrow with that person because they listen to me. And then see, it just slowly allows to stay there and stay there. It's just saying, you know what? I, I find myself thinking about this person more than I should. I better go ahead and put the safeguards up and start distancing myself from being alone with that person. Boom, right there. Right. I know. We take it out. Take control of that thoughts. It's my decision. It's my decision. Listen, the best time to win against temptation is not when I'm in the middle of the temptation. Not when I'm in the middle of doing something wrong or I try to get out of it. Though the best time, the most effective time, and the easiest time to defeat the temptation is when it starts in my mind. For we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. I am to take captive every thought in my mind. This is where it starts. My last scripture I want to give you today of Psalms 119, verse 112. He said, I, I have made up my mind to obey your laws forever, no matter what. It just does come down to that. You've got to cross the line and say, you know what? I've just made my mind up. I'm going to obey the Lord. And every time a thought comes into my mind that I know is not healthy, that's destructive to my life, destructive to my marriage or my children, destructive to my spiritual health, then I'm going to allow that thing just to go on through, not the devil, the devil. We just sung about that in the first opening song. Tell the devil, not today. Not today. You, 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 all right, just keep on passing through. I'm not going to allow you to stay there. And I'm changing my mind. Look at this. I want you to feed your mind now. Come on. You got to feed my mind. I got to free my mind. And I got to focus my mind. Take it captive. Make it obey. Make it obey. You've been given the power to do this. I can't make your mind obey. Only you can make your mind obey. How do I do that? I feed my mind with the healthy things of God. I feed my mind with the thoughts of God. I feed my mind with the words of God. I feed my mind. Feed my mind not with social media and news going 24-7, but I take a time out and I put it in, healthy things into my mind. I free my mind. Devil, not today. Most thoughts are not going to hang out. I know you. the devil is trying to make me doubt my salvation. But I know that through Jesus Christ, who the Son has set free, is free indeed. So boom, that's out of here. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. This is going to destroy my life. No, the Bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of the Lord. I'm free in my mind. I'm setting it free. Not today, devil. You have no authority in my mind. Devil, you have no authority over my life. Stand up. Fight for your mind. I need to fight for my marriage. You do, but it started in your mind. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm preaching. He's preaching a lot better than you're saying amen. And i got to focus my mind on the things of God. Listen, I want you to think about those things today. I want you to think, as we get ready to close today, I want you to think about those things. I want you to think about, think about Jesus. How do I feed my mind? I think about Jesus. Think about Jesus, what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus and how he set me free, I can dance, I can shout. Man, I can get excited because it has changed my life. My eternity has been changed. My destination has been changed. My family has been changed. Generations, I declare, my children and my grandchildren are going to be changed because we decided to follow Jesus. I think about what Jesus did on the cross for me. I think about others. Feed my mind. Listen, it's easy to get caught up in our own selfish hurts and wants. And that's why during the, this COVID crisis at Destiny Church, we're going to feed 101,000 meals to starving children around the world during the pandemic this year. Amen. Why? Because we're getting our mind off of our problems. We're saying, let's go to the least of these and do the work of Jesus. And it allows us to be free. We're not getting stuck in our own problems. We're focusing on what Jesus wants us to do. And we're focusing on eternity, right? Keep an eternity in mind. I want you to bow your heads. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the chance to share your word. We see the enemy always using these same tricks. And I declare today that, God, you're raising up people who are going to be free. Free in their mind. God, may we learn to take captive the thoughts that go there. May we learn to defeat the temptation starting in our mind. We're going to learn to be proactive. We're going to feed our mind the right things of God. We're going to feed our mind the healthy things of God. We're going to feed our spirit the promises of the Lord. We're going to quit worrying about our own problems. And we're going to let you take care of those things. We're going to cast our cares upon you. And we're going to do the things you've asked us to do. To be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name. If you received that word, give me a big amen. All right.